already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat but it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat we're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids it, it, it's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, subculture, spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. All right. Hey, this is a special bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, today we are joined by a Mr. Chris Mancini, uh, who's going to be talking to us about a project that's very special to him. Uh, his graphic novel, it's on Kickstarter. And I want Chris to introduce himself and let our listeners know what he's all about and uh, what he's bringing to Kickstarter that they can get in on from the ground floor. Hey, guys. Well, thanks for having me on. Nice to meet you guys, Brian, Jason, and Jake, right? Uh, actually, it's uh, Brian, Jay, uh, Frank, yeah. and uh, Ryan. Wow, well, you have to update your website. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> All right, 33%, fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, I actually, uh, I was approaching you guys because I have a graphic novel uh, project that I've been working on for years it was a um it was a project one of those things that like was near and dear to my heart and was in development a couple different places never got to the finish line and i ended up hooking up with mark wade through podcasting and it was going to go on his digital comic site and then the funding fell through at the last minute and i'm like you know what enough i gotta get this done and i gotta get it out there so uh, i set up the kickstarter it's called long ago and far away you can see a video and some sample pages and stuff and i always thought like what would happen if the kids from Narnia, like, grew up, were assholes, and then had to go back into that world again? I love that premise. <laughs> so the premise is pretty much that as a, as a child, Jason saved Elvenwood from the Witch Queen, but now he's a depressed 30 with a dead-end job, but his help is needed once again. Because it, it was like, whatever happens to those kids when they grow up? Right. Their, their, their uh, glory days are behind them at 12 when they save the world. <laughs> Now he's, he's, you know, working at a comic book store. His coworkers hate him, but then he tricks them into actually going into the world with him. So, I, I actually, I actually cried when I read the, read that plot because I was like, this guy, as pathetic as he is, has still accomplished more than I have. That <laughs> <laughs> made this kind of depressed thirty that we are like even sadder. Right, depressed thirty really hit home. Feels like one of us. Yeah, exactly. It is semi-autobiographical. Okay. <laughs> and it was one of those uh, stories, too, as I'm writing jokes about, like, you know, goblins and witches and black knights, because they're, you know, they're, 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 uh, when we get, they go back into the world, they're arguing about who would win in a fight, Conan or Harry Potter, because Conan hates magic when they're in an actual fight. Right. <laughs> right. That's great. uh, So as I was writing it, while there's like a lot of jokes and I try to make it as funny as possible, I realized that there was also kind of a theme that was emerging. Like as kids, we have this great childhood sense of wonder. But then as we get older and jaded adults, we kind of lose that a little bit. So or a lot, depending on uh, what we're doing with our lives. And uh, the story is also about how do you get that sense of childhood wonder back? Because it's a big part of our lives and we should never let that inner child go. So yeah. those, so it is kind of a redemptive story, 
uh, for a guy that's kind of given up, and then he kind of gets another chance to uh, prove his worth. Yeah, uh, I, I I read um, that you, you have on on the Kickstarter. You can read like the fir- is it the first ten pages? It's the first ten pages, and then there's like four bonus pages that are in different parts of the story. Like uh, you know, there's a bunch of jokes. Then I had to like update some jokes because it's been in development for so long. Yeah, like they had one joke about like you know how well when the Incredible Hulk gets big, why don't his pants rip? And you know that's an old joke now. My yeah. my take on it was because no one wants to look at big green. Hulk cocked up. Some people might. uh, Hey, have you guys been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's getting better. (laughs) That's a good joke. We actually talked about that. The other guy responds, keep telling yourself that. Yeah, that's one thing I would say about when I when I read the ten page uh, the preview with the bonus, which you can also get like bonus four pages or something like that. the jokes were totally on point with every, anyone that listens to our show is going to get these jokes. And it's not just in the writing. There's also a lot of little things in the uh, artistic detail that I love too that was, you know, that caught my eye. But yeah, the, the, the humor was very relevant and I loved it. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, the, the artist Fernando Pinto, he, uh, he put a lot of the visual jokes in and it was making me laugh when I was seeing them. I mean, yeah, I put a Zack Snyder joke in four months ago because I knew it was coming. It was oh, yeah. Perfect. That Zack Snyder joke really hit, too. It did. It yeah. and, 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 okay, I, I, I don't want to say this and, and you be like, oh, I don't like that guy, but I, you have your own jokes and they're definitely, it, I think it's, I think it screams like this is, I'm, I understand your type of humor, but I feel like in a way it's like there's a lot of like Kevin Smith kind of in this too. Right. And I'm not saying, and uh, like that's one of those things where it's like, I'm not saying you're pulling from Kevin Smith. Right. It's just like, it's like I can. This is kind of like I can. I can. I can see a little bit of that in here because, like, he. But with him, it's like a completely different type of humor. Um, right. There's definitely influences from everything from Narnia to to Clerks to Galaxy Quest. Right. There's like there's all sorts of uh, you know little little notes here and there. Even I think uh, I, I put a Game of Thrones. They had to put a Game of Thrones reference in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't. What when I was on another podcast? I think Will Anderson asked me. He goes, yeah, but now if it's you know if you're also pulling from Narnia, is at the end is it about Jesus? <laughs> And I and I thought too, if I would have gone back, I would have put in a lion who thinks he's Jesus. (laughs) Maybe that'll go in like a side story. There's room for more. You got things to grow on. (laughs) But yeah, uh, you know, just let me say, just uh, before even reading that ten-page preview, the synopsis itself, man. Um, that hits so close to home. Like you, you said you were, you know, this is something that's like been bugging you to write almost like you could not get it out, um, out of your head, like until you, you know, put it out for the, for the masses. Um, this is something that I've been wanting to hear forever. This story is something I've been dying to hear. So that's like, before I even read the preview, just that, that synopsis alone, like got me hooked. Oh, good, good, cool, thanks. Yeah, I, I just don't, I mean, anyone in our age group that's experienced, um, 
you know, the, the best part of my childhood was my imagination and was playing with toys. And then, you know, more so than that, just going outside and, and you know, I'm He-Man and I'm going to slay the dragon. Um, and kind of losing that and how that degrades over time. I fucking love that you wrote the, a story about that. Yeah. I've been waiting for somebody to do this. So thank you for doing that. Oh, my pleasure. Well, this guy, I mean, when you first meet this character, it's like this guy is just like, he's like Captain America. Right. And, like, he's so gung-ho, and he's just going to go out there, and he's just going to, like, do the right thing, and he's going to be, like, you know, the hero at the end of the day. And uh, it's just, this is almost like like uh, reverse Captain America. Like, instead of, like, <laughs> instead of, like, getting, like, you know, and, like, you think, like, this guy, when he comes back into the real world, will, like, be motivated and start, like, his own CrossFit company and shit. <laughs> and that doesn't happen. It's almost like they injected this guy instead of, like, a superhero serum. It's like he's just been eating, like, maple syrup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and now he's, and like, towards the end of it, I'm just like looking at him, and it's like, this is our hero. He looks like Prince Valiant in cargo shorts. Right. <laughs> no shit. And I'm like, but it may, I want to read this story. Like, the characters just seem very engaging. I like how, uh, the other, it looks like the other two characters from like the comic book store are going to come with him on this journey. Right. And those are the characters that, like, totally, like, did not believe anything that he was saying as far as, like, his story in this, you know, mystical land. And so right. I, th right, yeah. I think uh, bringing them on is going to add a lot of humor to this. It's uh, we, we play around with that for sure. Like, one of the one of the jokes is later is uh, you got to be careful, that guy. He's a giant dwarf. They're really cranky. <laughs> You're just a guy with a beard. <laughs> so literally, we play with everything, and the artist, like it was, it was one of those things too. Like I went through a couple different artists, things didn't work out, and then when I found Fernando, when he started sending in like the sketches, it's like I got a chill. It's like, oh my god, this is what these characters look like. And this is, you know, how they should look on the page. So. Yeah, he's really good with uh, facial expressions, too. Yeah, yeah. You know when you get the right collaboration. Um, anything from podcasting to comics to movies, you know when it hits, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, now Chris, uh, speaking of these side characters uh, and, you know, your background with podcasting, do you feel like that's kind of uh, has any influence on, like, these characters, you know, being, like, the co-host or the, uh, the commentary uh, for this adventure? It's definitely uh, geek and nerd culture, which we we all do on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a a big part of that. I didn't I didn't go all the way and actually give him a podcast because he would be too lazy to do one anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> big <laughs> but, hurdle. Uh, it, it's, he talked about the things that they would definitely talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I will say also, um, you know, uh, I this was my steps. I read the synopsis, um, and I'm such a visual guy that um, I always, with comic books, I don't read them. I, I always flip through them before I read them. Uh, Fernando uh, told the story brilliantly, like, uh, and then and then putting it to your words, uh, just you know, great fucking combination. Um, but yeah, he's so good. It's so lively. It's so bright. Um, and it's it's very like uh, Cartoon Network, almost almost Venture Brothers style to me. Uh, some of that stuff, um, but he did such a good job telling it visually. It melds with your words perfectly. So I read it first that way, and then I, I actually read the uh, you know the words in themselves. And uh, I mean, it's it's great. I, I had a lot of fucking fun. It's just ten pages check to check out. Um, this is going to be like 140 pages plus, though, right? 
Yes, at least. And that was one of the things, too. Like, I didn't want to go, oh, well, kickstart, you know, uh, issue one. And then I, I don't want to have to do this again. It's so hard to do a Kickstarter and so much work. And I don't like giving somebody a piece of something. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do the whole thing and you get the whole story, beginning, middle, and end. And one of the things that, as we were doing the first ten pages, because I'm kind of new to the comic realm, but I've done storyboards and filmmaking, so I kind of translated that into... Uh, graphic novels, but the thing about Fernando is he was such a great collaborator. When we were going back and forth, he goes, yeah, this is good, but uh, you can't put 18 panels on one page. (laughs) 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 It was a bit of a learning curve, but uh, he he steered me through it for sure. Poor Fernando. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was very patient. (laughs) How does that, how did that, how, how did you, how did you get, this guy, he lives in Chile, is that correct? Yeah, he lives in Chile, and he, um, um, he went to school in New Jersey, which uh-huh. I thought was great. And then when I emailed him, because it was a, a, a referral from podcasting, Jonathan London from Geekscape. Yeah, I was like, how did you meet this guy? Were you like on Craigslist, like looking for a comic artist? From Chile. Like I had Mark Wade helping me. Mark Wade had trouble finding me a comic book artist. It's, it's amazing how like, because when you need a cartoony style that eliminates 80% of the comic book artists to begin with. Um, so then you have to find someone who can do the style, who's available, who's good, won't flake on you, and all those putting all those things together were kind of difficult. And when uh, I emailed uh, Jonathan London from Geekscape, he goes, "Oh, you got to check out Fernando." I checked him out. I emailed him, and this thing this helped immensely. He goes, "I know who you are. I'm already a fan. I listen to your podcast." And I was like, "Oh, thank God! Now I don't have to translate or explain any of the humor." <laughs> oh wow! So. That was a huge, huge help that he had listened to uh, comedy film nerds. So uh, when we started working together, it was much, much easier. I didn't have to explain anything. Yeah, and that and that's one of those great things about podcasting. I know you're you you do many things: filmmaking, podcasting, stand up comedy. Yeah, he's he's got talent. He's got some talent. Yeah, we don't have it, Uh, but it's it's a great medium to get this stuff out. And I think you uh, you mentioned that in um, like the earbuds trailer that I saw, which I'm really looking forward to watching. I want to see that uh, the podcasting documentary. Um, But but you. Okay, cool. This fall. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was really interesting that you made that point. Um, it's, it's a very personal thing, podcasting, but it's also a very social thing. So you can get your personal ideas out there to your true fans. The people that, you know, listen to your podcast are, you know, probably your biggest fans or your true fans and they're going to be behind it. So I thought that was really interesting too, that you've come from so many different things. And now, you know, we have this, this graphic novel from you as well. As I said in the video, I've heard the word no in many different mediums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And this is the one that gives you the freedom to do something like this. And uh, people should really jump on board on something like that, you know, support it. So I hope we see more of this mother character, man. She's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she yes, is. There, there is definitely more uh, seen, like, um, you know, when the elves come to uh, get Jason in, like, the next ten pages or so. Uh, they're wearing hoods to, you know, cover their ears, and mm-hmm. they're down in the basement with Jason, and the mother just looks at him and goes, are you joining a cult? <laughs> <laughs> and, and at least we get him out of the house, so. And you had me at the point where his coworkers are telling him that they think that his superpower is being able to eat burritos. So. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it, it uh, it's it's just yeah, it's just an interesting story that um, I feel like you know 
in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I wish somebody would do this correctly. You know, take my childhood, bring it into my, <laughs> bring it into my thirties and explain the degradation that takes place. So basically this jumps around a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, we only got the first 10 pages in the preview, but it seems like this is going to jump around a lot between Elvin Wood and reality, maybe some flashbacks and stuff like that, which, which again makes it a really fucking interesting read. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, don't, I haven't read much more than the 10. So. I'm glad it's not about my childhood because if like they're showing me at 15, I'm just in the bathroom with the door locked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's probably not a good thing. It's a different Fuck kind of Elvin Wood under attack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Holy Grail, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what, what happens is that's pretty much it. It, it, it. We start in our world, and then the characters start coming in to find Jason, and then they go to Elvenwood, and then the uh, the adventure kicks um, kicks into another gear there. Cool beans. So. I, I like how he's out of place when he goes back and he gets his ass kicked for the first time, and the guy's like, I thought you were going to be better than that. He's got to try to relearn all of his shit. Yep, it's exactly. Uh, in fact, one of the elves say to him, it's like, well, you know, a hundred years has passed in Elvenwood. Clearly a hundred years have passed here. Because an elf 17. So. Right. I'm all fat and old and out of shape. This is like my life. <laughs> you know, and the, uh, the elves notice in Jason's world that uh, everyone is a, a slave to a machine that they hold up by their ear. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> oh, so... Uh, uh, are the are the Elvenwood characters going into the real world as well? Is that happening? They go in. They go in to find Jason. Oh, awesome! That's they fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they come into our world first, and then uh, they bring to bring him back to Elvenwood. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I noticed that. What is what is what is the goal that you're wanting to hit for this Kickstarter? Uh, Twenty-eight thousand. Twenty-eight thousand, and you are. I am at 20,700 right now. Yes. So, I mean... This isn't live, but I'm checking the counter even as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that clicking is. (laughs) Refresh, refresh. People know that we're recording this. Let's go. (laughs) So, I mean, uh, basically, uh, let's say you you hit the 28,000, which I'm I'm confident you will. Uh, You hit that. Are, Are we looking at any stretch goals? Yeah, I was trying to figure out some stretch goals. I was talking to the artist, and I think what we would do is um, more pin-up sketches and uh, two side stories is what we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I don't think we'd set them that high, maybe at like 35,000, things like that. Like, it won't be anything crazy, but, um, you know, we love giving people value for their pledges. Like, that's why we try to keep everything low. Even if you only give five bucks, you get, like, wallpaper. So everything right. helps. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, with... Honestly, 140 is a 140 page book for $20 for digital. I mean, that's that's a steal. Right. Yeah, we wanted and we uh we were talking to Kickstarter too cuz you know, if you do enough Kickstarter, you get a rep assigned to you. Awesome. <laughs> really? So so they uh they kind of help you along too. They're like, well, you know, you should price this here, price this here, have some big ones, but also your main entry points are going to be in the twenty and thirty dollar range, and mm-hmm. that's, that's turned out to be absolutely true. Yeah, we put one giant one in there just in case. Like, there's like a five thousand dollar one, uh, and we decided it would be like a give back tier where uh, if you uh, you get all the rewards, but then Fernando and I will make a comic for you. I'll write it the first ten pages, and Fernando will draw it, ink it, color it, and letter it. Wow, that's so, amazing! That's insane! It yeah. is. Wow. So if it, yeah, yeah, we wanted to like, well, if you're helping us, we want to help you. If you always wanted to make your comic, you don't know how to go about it. We'll uh, we'll do it for you. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Especially so it's any comic kind of thing. It's just like their idea that you're willing to like put a spin on. 
Absolutely, and I did put at the end nothing insane. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fernando goes, we're going to get a lot of requests for plushies. <laughs> I, okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> That's good foresight. <laughs> It's coming. <laughs> what are some of the other rewards that you want people to be aware of? We uh, we did basically the book. There's a couple comedy film nerds rewards one. If, if people are in L.A., uh, we can see it, a movie with Graham and I for $1,000, and we'll record a spoiler app with you. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. That's cool. And there's a couple of cool, like, sketch ones. Like, uh, we'll, we'll throw in, like, a... Uh, um, a sketch into the book, but it won't be drawn in the book, so you can take it out and frame it or do whatever you want. Oh, and then we have awesome. a couple where uh, you can commission Fernando to uh, draw any character you want, and then there's one where we can actually, we'll draw you into the comic, uh, not about the comic, but an actual image of Elvenwood. So what you can do is you send an image of yourself in, and then we draw, you pick heroes or villains, and then we draw you in with the characters on your own sketch. Wow, that's Fuck cool. Yeah. Where's that lineup at? That is at 500. Gotcha. So, and then some of the other sketches are a little cheaper, like 300 or 200 and 100. And then uh, a couple of them, like, um, you know, we know a lot of people still like physical books. We understand that. Like, for 100 bucks, you get uh, the book, the physical book, then you get my other two books, Pacify Me and the Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movies, and I'll, I'll sign them all for you. Damn. Oh, wow. That's a steal. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going for the $50 digital because um, I, I want uh, Fernando's other two. He has uh, other t- two other graphic novels. Yep, and uh, you get them. Uh, yep, you get them with the $50 digital one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm going. I'm excited about that. So you, you kind of called it, Jay, when you said like his art really reminds me of like Venture Brothers. It really does. Yeah, the first first couple pages, like holy cow, that looks like Venture. Not not that's a good thing. I mean, that's yeah, a compliment. Yeah. I, I his artwork is great. I love and it. That's the, that's the tone we wanted, and it's hard to find that tone in a comic book artist. That there's only a small amount of people can do it. Absolutely, and that was something I was going to say about this, too, was that um, it separates itself from a lot of the other stuff that I'm reading and probably you guys, too, where it's it's more of a darker tone. This is fun. This is lively. Um, it's funny, but just the artwork itself, um, wow, really drew me in because of how bright it was and how expressive it was. Cool. Seems like everybody that loves this book that's endorsing it, all their names are Mark. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I, I did. I said a tweet out. Yeah, I said. Uh, yeah, I got Mark uh, Wade, um, Mark Allen Miller, and Mark Guggenheim, and I put uh, thanks to all the Marks for supporting us. How about it, Mark Millar? <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> get a response. <laughs> you didn't get any tweets back. Yeah, not not from Mark Millar. No. Uh. <laughs> I did get a retweet from Clive Barker, which completely made my day. That's oh, cool. That's, awesome. that's very cool. Yeah. Damn. So it took a screenshot of that so I could prove it actually happened. <laughs> well, this is one of those things, like, I, we, I'll be honest with you. I mean, we get approached by quite a few different people wanting to, uh, us to talk about their project and things like that. And, um, I, 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 I look them over, but this is one I definitely, I definitely wanted to get behind uh, and let our listeners know that something like this is out there because it looks phenomenal. Uh, it looks hilarious. It looks like a book that you can read and uh, kind of come away from it and just you've been on this great adventure. 
and I love the swords and sandals and, uh, you know, Game of Thrones and the magic and mm-hmm. the Narnia stuff. And, but also at the same time, it's like, you're, you're, you're making me laugh about like inside jokes in like, you know, geek culture that I get that I think is like hilarious. Yeah. So relatable. And I think all of our listeners, you know, if they listen to our show, it's, it's time for them to actually like read or read something good. Yeah. Instead of like listening to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Do something good with your time. Do something good with your time. <laughs> and read read this graphic novel. At least donate to it. They, they can do both. That's that. <laughs> Don't tell them that, Chris. They're going to read it and like listen to us at the same time, and yeah. they'll get nothing out of anything. <laughs> They're not that bright. I, 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 <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on, too, because it's one of those things, too, where a Kickstarter, it's like you have your own fans, but also it's... You know, there's no magic bullet or magic show or magic tweet that you get. I'm like, oh, now it funds. It's everything is like a progression. Like everything you do is, uh, it, it helps incrementally. So mm-hmm. I, I got a tweet. Somebody tweeted me on, uh, I think last week and said, I'm calling April Chris Mancini month because you're on every podcast I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris, I'm going to stop you right here. I'm going to call bullshit on that last statement because if you got Oprah to, if you got Oprah to back this thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, that's true. I, I have to say, <laughs> yeah. If, if if I could get a graphic novel into Oprah's book club, <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, and I'd never have to do another Kickstarter again. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then I could invent some controversy. How I made a bunch of shit up. <laughs> oh, he, he's not even the writer. Man, that's old school right there. I forgot about that. I come to Oprah again and pretend to apologize. <laughs> that's how you do publicity. Yeah. Oh, damn. All right, I'm already forming a tweet to Oprah. <laughs> you, are there any plans? Okay, so long ago and far away, are there any plans to like uh, uh, do a follow-up or a sequel or even some like more... Uh, uh, maybe like prequel stuff. There definitely is. After I get this done, I have an idea for a sequel. Um, so we'll see kind of where it goes. Like what I'd like to have happen is have this get out into the world. Uh, I'll sell it on Amazon. We'll sell it on the Comedy Film Nerd site. And I'd like to have a publisher possibly pick up like the sequel. Mm-hmm. So I won't have to fund it on Kickstarter. Again. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, it's definitely um, there's definitely some options here. It's I've got side stories I want to do sequels, and I, I think that there's there's more stories to tell in this world after this one. I've seen that happen with uh, Kickstarter, uh, you know, uh, books like this. Uh, I I, I uh, backed uh, Leaving Megalopolis, which was a book book, and you know now I see that you know they are coming out with single issues through Dark Horse, so that does happen. So. I absolutely love hearing stories like that, too, because it's also, I'm sure that was a book that got pitched or just couldn't get any traction. And I'm like, no, fans want to read it. People want to read it, and then, then the publishers take notice, right. especially if it's a very low buy-in for them, if it's already done. So I love hearing that because then you not only have the support of the fans, but then you get the eye and support of the publishers, too. So it's great. Absolutely. Um, this this looks like it's going to be a great value. And it feels like once you read this, you're going to you're going to walk away and be like you. you you're going to want other people to read this, too. It's going to yeah. be one of those recommendations. Like there are books that I read and it's like if I'm a true friend, I'm going to tell my friends, you need to read this. Right. 
And I know, like, oh, you have my same sense of humor. You're going to get this. And yeah. then I'll put that book into their hands. And then, like, they tell five more people. And so I, I think, like, you know, the more people that are aware of this project, um, even if, even if our listeners, if they, if, if they, if they don't even give any, donate any money and they, and they believe in this book, if they could just spread the word on their Twitter or Facebook page, if they don't have any money right now, if they're cash poor, just spread the word mm-hmm. on their Facebook page, their Twitter page, Instagram, whatever. Get the word out about this because somebody is going to definitely want to read this book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those first ten pages are fucking amazing. I mean, it's not so much that anything really sinks its hooks in so fast to where I stay engaged with it, and I, I, wanna, I want more. I want more. I'm definitely going to be contributing. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say it has a bit of a cliffhanger, which I don't want I don't want to give away, but goddamn that moment! I've, I've, that is a moment in my life. It's a moment in all you guys' lives. The end of that ten-page preview, um, man. That, that's, I, I just couldn't believe I was reading that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. So I think, yeah, especially people that listen to our show, you're going to get this. You will get this. Yeah. You're going to love it. Just ch- at least check out that 10-page preview and then go from there and share it, like you said. If you yeah. can't donate, definitely, oh, definitely share it. If you can donate, definitely donate. Yes, for sure. For, if you can't, spread the word. That way, like, you know, you know your friends are going to be into this. Mm-hmm. Right. No, and, they- and that helps, too. That's a huge help. I just have people share, too. Yeah, I'm really blown away by uh, looking at the uh, what you have posted here on the Kickstarter. I mean, for just thirty bucks, you can get the uh, the graphic novel sent to your house. Which, I mean, I, like we said earlier, I'm one of the people who loves like having the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, like you kind of get like everything for fifty if you do want to get that that digital right away. You can have the digital and then have the book to share with your friends. So yeah. it gets me really excited. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I go ahead. We'll send those rewards right away. The what, like uh, Fernando's other two books. As soon as the Kickstarter ends, we'll start sending those out because they're already done. Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting the soft cover. I, I like a physical book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like something to put on my shelf. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I like keeping something by my bed, st- my nightstand that has my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have everything on my nightstand just to remind myself. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's what you do. <laughs> it's like uh, you, you remind me of uh, Steve Martin in The Jerk when he looks through the phone book and sees his name. I'm a person. <laughs> it never hurts to have that validation every single. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, once again, uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, long ago and far away. Do a Google search on Kickstarter. We're going to post it on our Facebook page. We're going to post it on Twitter. Uh, and how many days are left? Uh, May 3rd's a cut up. Well, when, when is this going up? This is going to go up probably Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, so it'll be uh, six days left. Six days left. So people, plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time to get on there and, and donate. So. Yes. So, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have any uh, final thoughts you want to leave us with? Uh yeah, don't go see Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> Thank you! Oh my god. Oh, that, that's, something, now. that's something else I wanted uh, to bring up. Comedy film nerds, your, your guys' podcasts are great. Um, and they cover a lot of the same stuff we do, so our listeners should definitely go check that out as well. I really enjoy your podcast. Cool. Thanks a lot for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. There's already like 7 million podcasts. It's a trap!
it, toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers.